Thank you for listening. It's October the 21st. And take your Bible with me today on this beautiful Friday and go to the book of 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy, and I'll be reading, I think I'll start reading in chapter 1, verse number 9. 1 Timothy 1, 9 says, Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men-stealers, for liars, for perjured persons. And if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. Okay, so pause there. That's the end of verse 11. That's a lot of bad stuff. And that's who the law is made for. And really, if you are going to be honest with with yourself and you find this all throughout Scripture, that all of us are found guilty under the law. None of us are people that can say, honestly, we are without sin. So all of us are that. And it's contrary to sound doctrine, who we are, who we tend to be, what we've chosen to do. It's contrary to sound doctrine according to the gospel. So here we are in 1 Timothy 1.12, the next verse. And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who hath enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Every time I read that verse, I can echo what the Apostle Paul is saying. I thank Christ Jesus, who's enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. I thank the Lord that he called me into the ministry of serving the Lord, of preaching the gospel many years ago. But look at verse 13, the next verse. Paul is talking about himself. He is a preacher. And of course, this is under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He's writing what God wants him to write. And God's put him into the ministry. And then he gives a little bit of a testimony. And you know Paul's testimony, how before he was saved, he was not only an unbeliever, which is how everybody is before they get saved, but he was really hostile to Christianity itself, to the cause of Christ. He persecuted the church. He he killed Christians. So he says in verse 13, who was himself, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious. So blasphemer, worst thing you can be, personally attacking the name of Jesus and a persecutor and injurious, hurting Christians. But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. So we see here that the law is made for all these terrible things, murderers, lawless, disobedient, ungodly, unholy, profane. And then he goes on, I'm in the ministry, the ministry of preaching the gospel. But before I was there, before I was the Apostle Paul, I myself was a blasphemer, persecutor, injurious, bad, bad. And verse 15 says, it's a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. It does no good 
to be a hypocrite about your sin. It does no good to whitewash your testimony when telling it to others about how it was before you were saved. Now, I know you've got to be appropriate and you don't want to glorify sin. However, none of us are good. There's none that doeth good. There is none that seeketh after God. We understand that. And sometimes I think when we try to tell people about ourselves before we got saved or even admit the struggle now that we're saved, you know, in an appropriate way, we sort of whitewash the whole reason why Jesus even came into the world. First Timothy 1.15, you want to know why Jesus came into the world? You want to know why? What's the reason? First Timothy 1.15, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. That's why. He came to save sinners. So, first of all, you've got to understand that you are a sinner before Jesus can save you. If you're somebody who's not saved, you don't know for sure you're going to heaven, you're not a Christian, you've never received Jesus by faith, but you don't think you're a sinner, well, you're not there yet. You've got to understand that you are a sinner. You have sinned. You have come short of the glory of God. You have not only been born a sinner, you have chosen to sin. And then once you get to that point, you've got to understand that Jesus Christ died for those sins. He came into this world to die on the cross, shed his blood, rise again to save you. And how does he save you? Well, just the verse before, 1 Timothy 1.14, the grace of our Lord that's exceeding abundant with faith and love in Christ Jesus. He saves you when you understand you're a sinner and you receive his grace by faith. That's how you get saved. And the Apostle Paul here is saying that that's the reason Christ Jesus came. And then he's thinking about his own testimony a little bit. The next verse, in verse 16, he says, How be it for this cause I obtained mercy. So remember, he is a blasphemer, a persecutor, and injurious. How be it for this cause I obtained mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all long suffering. listen to this word here, for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. A pattern, a pattern of long suffering. So the Apostle Paul, it's as bad as you get, man. It's just as bad as you get. A hypocrite, that's terrible. He was a hypocrite. A blasphemer, that's awful. That's the worst thing. He was a blasphemer. He attacked Jesus Christ by name. And all those who named Jesus Christ, Paul was after him. And yet, Jesus Christ reached down and saved Paul. Why? That he might show forth a pattern of long suffering which should hereafter all them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting if you're somebody listening and you're not saved understand this that the reason Jesus came was to save you 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 say well I'm a real bad sinner yeah that's that's the point you say well no, you don't understand how bad of a sinner I am and that's fine I don't need to but you know who does is God God understands your sin better than you understand your sin. He recalls your sin that you have forgotten. You just think you're a bad sinner. You compound that. You add it all together, all the things that you've forgotten conveniently. 
and all the things that you suppress in your memory. God knows it all. God understands it all. God saw all the things that you didn't think were sins, and yet God still sent his only begotten son to die for your sins. And listen to this. As soon as you receive his gift of grace, paying for your sins, he forgets them all. (laughs) He forgets them all. How in the world? Just by grace, by grace. When you receive Jesus Christ's sacrifice, when your sins are put under the blood of Jesus, he forgets them. In the deepest sea, as far as the east is from the west, he's removed our transgressions from us all by the blood of Jesus Christ. Why? By the grace of God. By grace. Unbelievable. And it's not about us. And I think, you know, the the man here, Apostle Paul, being used of God, he's, he's trying to say that it's not about us. It's not about you, how good you are, your pride, or anything like that, how much you know. Paul knew a lot of the scriptures, the Hebrew, all that. It's not all the good works you've done. Paul did as many bad works as you can think of. It was all about the grace of God. Exceeding abundant grace is what verse 14 says. The grace of our Lord, exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. If you're not saved today, there is no sin too great, no abundance of sins too great for Jesus to save. His grace is exceeding abundant to the task. Marvelous grace of our loving Lord. Grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt. Yonder on Calvary's mount outpoured, there where the blood of the Lamb was spilt. Sin and despair like the sea waves cold threaten the soul with infinite loss. Grace that is greater, yes, grace untold, points to the refuge the mighty cross. Dark is the stain that we cannot hide. What can avail to wash it away? Look, there's flowing a crimson tide, whiter than snow you may be today. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sins.